There was a killer loose on the range. The South Pacific Air Patrol had seen the great corpse staining the sea crimson as it wallowed in the waves. Within seconds, the intricate warning system had been alerted. From San Francisco to Brisbane, men were moving counters and drawing rain circles on the charts. And Don Burley, still rubbing the sleep from his eyes, was hunched over the control board of the Scout Sub-5 as it dropped down to the 20-fathom line. He was glad that the alert was in his area. It was the first real excitement for months. Even as he watched the instruments on which his life depended, his mind was ranging far ahead. What could have happened? The brief message had given no details. It had merely reported a freshly killed right whale lying on the surface about ten miles behind the main herd, which was still proceeding north in panic-stricken flight. The obvious assumption was that, somehow, a pack of killer whales had managed to penetrate the barriers protecting the range. If that was so, Don and all his fellow wardens were in for a busy time. The pattern of green lights on the telltale board was a glowing symbol of security. As long as that pattern was unchanged, as long as none of those emerald stars winked to red, all was well with Don and his tiny craft. Air. Fuel. Power. This was the triumvirate that ruled his life. If any one of these failed, he would be sinking in a steel coffin down toward the pelagic ooze, as Johnny Tyndale had done the season before last. But there was no reason why they should fail, and the accidents one foresaw, Don told himself reassuringly, were never those that happened. He leaned across the tiny control board and spoke into the mic. Sub-5 was still close enough to the mothership for radio to work, but before long he'd have to switch to the ultrasonics. Setting course 255. Speed 50 knots. Depth 20 fathoms. Full sonar coverage. Estimated time to target area, 40 minutes. We'll report at 10-minute intervals until contact is made. That is all. Out. The acknowledgement from the Rockwell was barely audible, and Don switched off the set. It was time to look around. He dimmed the cabin light so that he could see the scanner screen more clearly, pulled the Polaroid glasses down over his eyes, and peered into the depths. It took a few seconds for the two images to fuse together in his mind. Then the 3D display sprang into stereoscopic life. This was the moment when Don felt like a god, able to hold within his hands a circle of the Pacific twenty miles across and to see clear down to the still largely unexplored depths two thousand fathoms below. The slowly rotating beam of inaudible sound was searching the world in which he floated, seeking out friend and foe in the internal darkness where light could never penetrate. The pattern of soundless shrieks, too shrill even for the hearing of the bats who had invented sonar millions of years before man, pulsed out into the watery night. The faint echoes came tingling back, were captured and amplified, and became floating blue-green flecks on the screen.